0: How much has he grown in that area since you last? I mean, since you first received him
1: uh, this this past year? What's going on little life out here?
0: What the hell's going on out here? It's a lot of fun keep it fine hello everybody welcome to the uk packers podcast as usual i'm your host at the nfl on the twitter box and of course i'm joined by my old buddy my old pal at daryl j o'brien and we were supposed to be joined by peter daryl uh, and we
1: did call him yeah um and he yeah he is screening our calls i think so
0: yeah there was some heavy breathing on the line first though which i appreciate
1: yeah no I, I always i mean start out heavy breathing straight away it's the way to do things
0: but, Kamir, look, we're going to talk preseason, right? And we're not going to get too granular because that's, that's, that's a, that's a silly, billy thing well, to it's do. Pre-season. That's it's preseason. That's preseason. Um, but I think we got what we expected. But, Kamir, a quick question for
1: you. Seinfeld, yep. one of the worst shows on TV. Why do people like it? Don't know. Don't know. I mean, like, it's one of those things that it's like, I don't know. I'm going to say this, and this is going to get me abuse. Probably not from the Russian bots because they don't really engage um, <laughs> other than mining information. Yeah. But it's like Bob Dylan. Don't get it. Oh. Don't get it oh. I think Is it one of those things oh. Is it one of those things You need to be born Around the time to, It's like Elvis mm. I don't get it I Don't
0: get it I, get, I like Elvis now I have an obs, I have don't a, get an it. unhealthy Obsession sometimes But it comes and goes Like Beatles But I actually had down Right In, in my head Because I don't write This ad hoc stuff down But I was thinking today I was like Bob Dylan Seinfeld And I was going to go Leonard Cohen And I just Oh decide, no hang on now Whoa whoa Decided whoa, to go whoa, with Seinfeld whoa. Oh no don't yeah, tell yeah, me You like okay. Leonard Cohen Spoken no, Leonard
1: Cohen's pretty good um, he still though? not as good as Tom Waits Tom Waits is If you haven't gotten yourself into Tom Waits yet Give it a go He's big in Japan Is he? Anyway Do you think I could get a sandwich? So I think we should talk about um, pre-season Darryl, Because Well do you know what happened? Oh, oh, I was there oh, I was there, there Standing on. in the sitting room Sitting oh. room um it was quite obviously being in Ireland it's still a bit late for the old preseason games, but I was just there and I just went, Is this is this live NFL which I see before me? The handle towards my hand? Come, let me clutch thee. I have thee not, and yet I see thee still. Art thou not fatal vision, sensible to right, feeling, this, this, as no, to sight? No, no, this uh, Or art this, thou but a no. dagger of the mind, a false creation, processed from the heat oppressed brain? Cool, right, we've lost everybody. And we've lost everybody. Cool. And scene. Yeah, Macbeth, Act Two, Scene One. But uh, then I realised that no one was listening to me. I got a little bit excited. A little bit of pee popped out, and uh, I watched the game.
0: Yeah, the pee does pop out sometimes. Do you know what's really funny though? Um, is that I'm reading the comments underneath uh, the athletics articles. Ah. By, by, Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready?
1: Go on. Match night.
0: It's funny, right? Because when I'm podcasting in the studio, I do give a warning to all involved just to say, you know, just don't be too loud. Um, And then I'm shouting out the door at them. So make signals. Anyway. Uh, So uh, here we had, I had a thing of, I'm trying to scroll down. When I read it originally, there was way less comments underneath it. But it's just like, someone just said, oh yeah, okay, we've seen it now jordan love sucks and i'm like on i don't know whoa, whoa, what, what game he, what was, he was watching see? yeah, yeah. I what did he see? and again it's probably one of those uh keyboard warriors uh, who are looking at stat lines even then you'd say he was quite good but look here's what i'll say there. Here's what I'll, say. I'll get this out of the way and then i'll unleash the beast um jordan love uh he to me he looked poised uh he didn't look like he was freaking out Um, he no. was largely accurate and i've got a i've got a, a clown of the week action um at the end for for the accuracy thing um yeah, he didn't look too flustered. He was behind a really, really patchy O-line, apart from Myers, who was mm-hmm. in there far too long. Um, so he didn't have any help in that regard. He was playing with, you know, like there was none of the starters out there. So if you got, I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers because, like, you know, greatness shines from his behind. But if you were to get a, a, just your average quarterback and you were to um, put him behind a, a crappy O-line with no star wide receivers, with not much of a semblance of a running game, you know and special teams were just not special at all they were mediocre and terrible um at best so you know what i I don't understand what production they needed to see from him that he was going to drive down the field and you know start lamping in touchdowns and the the things that he did do like that pass to jay sternberger I've done actually do a video where I was going to break it down but that was between three players and you might go well, it's not really yeah. but it is like if you look at it you know well, yeah. because look it's very easy because this is one thing that you sort of see anybody pick up a game pick up an NFL game and play it from the quarterback's perspective and see what they see whereas it looks open to us and you might go yeah well that's his job this guy hadn't played a game in 18 months remember a competitive mm-hmm. game
1: and when he was asked well what I will say about it is he he has one extra game day players jersey than I do yeah in a Packers uniform which is, which is pure yep.
0: wild I mean they asked him what was the difference and he just said well look it's you know you can get hit now and like you cannot simulate the fear of getting clobbered and he did get clobbered and he picked up what mm-hmm. he called a strain but Daryl his performance I'm I'm not jumping out of my seat here and saying oh well the front office I've got it all right but I'm just saying like you know I saw from him exactly what I wanted to see from him which is the poise yep. the no panic yep. the placing passes um, and all that kind of stuff could he improve it's pre-season game one it's the same as when yeah. you ask someone "Oh, well, what do you see from this guy and they're like oh well we've had one practice so uh, you know great I guess like it's unbelievable the expectations now in this sort of fast paced world but Daryl Jordan Love um, I liked what I saw from him uh, and it's a step in yep, stone and it's, a, it's a first step on a really long staircase for me
1: yeah and i mean the the best thing about jordan love and aaron Rodgers did say it himself when he was commenting on it he just basically said you know he's got the footwork you'd expect to see from a young quarterback in other words he was happy with what he saw as well there was no technical there was nothing no issues with his technical ability Mm. the point is and everyone kept saying it was the word that kept coming up after the game was rhythm getting into the rhythm yeah um you know i mean he did hit that 34 yard dart right down there to stein sternberger which again you show that to anyone that's a that's a bloody good ball. And again, as you say, that goes over basically three people. But um, it was more to do with the fact that, and I think they did say it as well, he wasn't going for it. He was a bit more tentative. He wasn't going for it. He didn't let it rip. Um, but when he goes to show he has a cannon of a right arm, which is, let's face it, one of the big things that they wanted him for. Yeah. He showed glimpses of that. Um, who, somebody else I will say that was really, really good um, was Funches. I thought he was really very very good. He was very lively. Um but you know you know, the O line, not great. I, I would I would pull out, I've pulled out Funches, obviously love. Royce Newman had a good game. Uh but I mean this again, it's preseason, there's not an awful lot you can say about it. it like, and the other thing about Jordan Love is he'd have come out and shot the lights out, it it would have pointed to nothing. If he'd have come out and did exactly what he did, it points to nothing. This is game one. Yeah. Um as you say, did he look like a rabbit in headlights? No. Uh, that's a good sign the guy's had it's his first game in two years you know people are going to have to give him a break if he shot the lights out people would still be on his back so
0: like for me there there was no obvious mistakes in in that sense you know like I know people are pointing to oh you know he could have pulled a trigger and he could have done more and they're, they're comparing him to Kurt Benkert let me just get this out of the way right Kurt Benkert is a massive success story in my eyes you know, a guy who, and again, he has more uh, NFL playing action than Jordan Love. Let's just put that out there. right? Yeah, but look, true. at it, it's <laughs> like anything else, Daryl. I mean, the, the pressure is on Love to come out and perform. And it's not a thing that he, you know, where they go, oh, you get a first round pick and you, you try to insulate them. They know. They know. And Jordan Love yeah. knows because they, he's seen nothing on his social media. The thing is, as these players get younger and younger as they do when they get drafted, right? So as we get older and older and they comparatively become younger and like look at AJ Dillon, he's obsessed with his TikTok, you know, all this kind of thing. These lads are really tech savvy. They're very aware. Uh, they have agents and PR agents and agents, agents that are very aware. He knows exactly what's being said out there and what's going on. No matter how much to try to insulate him, when you add somebody on Twitter, I think the expectation is that uh, they probably won't see it. And you're like, oh yeah, you're just being nasty. like. So that's mm-hmm. the thing about him. I mean, he's seen the drivel that's gone on the massive support the massive negativity the calling him a waster and you know he's no good and all this he's seen all of that so the pressure on him going out is absolutely unbelievable so much so that it's like that saying they say you know it takes a lot to prove that you're clever but you know very little to prove you're Mm -hmm. stupid so it's the same as that i mean he could go out and and make you know start slinging it as they want him to sling it but a couple of interceptions and all of a sudden like oh well i told you there he is Yeah, well, the Benkart, you
1: know, the points points an interesting one like you mentioned because I would have ex- like put it this way he's got nothing to lose you would ex- no but that's the point you would expect Jordan Love to come out throw a fumble a couple of bad interceptions I mean Bankert come out he has absolutely nothing to no. lose he could throw wild abandon and what happened he lost a fumble he threw a bad interception and he gave what he got two turnovers and 26 snaps so that's that could have been what Love did but as you say Love came out showed poise showed maturity mm. his first game back in two years and he still managed to come out of it put it this way if Rodgers had have come out and did that after preseason, people wouldn't have batted an eyelid. It just said, "Ah, rusty." And do you know who they would
0: have blamed? Oh, it was the offense. Oh, he doesn't have the starters. Yeah, you can look
1: into it. Yeah, the thing is, or it was the or it was the front office not you know appreciating it again? Yeah. So you know, it's all those things that put the put the change the number on the back of the jersey, and would we be having a different conversation? Yes. Would the people under the comments section be banging on about how bad Rodgers is? No. Yeah, and, um, so it's
0: as simple as this. It's a perfect example there, right? So if you were to get Jordan Love and Kurt Benkert, and you were to swap. The jerseys on those two guys. They would have said Ben looked poised. He wasn't throwing into double coverage. You know, he was doing what he yeah. was supposed to do. Maybe not getting off his first read quick enough. But by God, he looks like a polished guy. And if Love did what Ben did, you'd be like, he's a Brett Favre. He's slinging it too yeah. much. He's banging into double coverage. He makes poor decisions. But now, because Ben was the guy who did it it, is like, oh look, he's slinging it like. You know, yeah. he's got a better arm than Jordan Love. Of course,
1: he's gonna throw it. He's Come nothing on. to lose. He's th- he's third. He's, th- he's sitting third. He's never gonna get a game. Yeah. Like this, this is as good as it gets for Ben So. Whereas for Love to come out and do what he did, even more kudos to him because he was poised. He was. He looked relaxed. He didn't panic. And if anything, he was more tentative. He relaxed to a degree where he just let the game unfold. And as a result, um, some of those passes being slightly off target, he made he made his chasers um, you know, really stretch for it. But I liked what I saw. So Th- did this I. This is a kid. He's a kid, and he's he's playing with more maturity than than. But put it this way, he's playing with a lot more maturity than the people who are commenting on him.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, look, talk about chip on your shoulder. Aaron Rodgers likes to be fueled by oh, they didn't believe in me. I didn't get this, that, and the other. But uh, you know, love has enough of that ammo now to come back at people but I want to address the accuracy um, debate right um, mm-hmm. you know where undoubtedly the coaches said it he said it where he was going for perfection so instead of throwing a guy more open and on the run he was trying to hit him in the numbers right which is fine and I mean he was accurate to a degree let me talk about Funches for a second Um and this is a conspiracy theory of mine uh, with some credence right and this is what's really annoyed me about him Funches fantastic night family night he knocked people's socks off in camp he's a big body and again these are the guys that the rookies of course will go for because they mm-hmm. see a big streaking body and that's who they try to put it on right I understand all that Um, I saw a clip of Funches in practice coming down with the ball with one hand and people were like oh that's great um, when the ball was behind him in that game he pulled it in with one hand right There was another one where they criticized Love for making that decision and he threw it into double coverage again to Funches. I urge everybody, and this is a little bit of homework and it's fun, go back. And watch that play. And you tell me if you think that Funches could have put both hands on it. To me, he deliberately reached up with one hand to go for the spectacular instead of just securing it with two. And I think that would have been a completed pass. I don't put that on love. Um, was it a risky play? Yes. Would he got Has he got criticised for it? He has. Um, and you know all the stuff about not pulling the trigger. But I swear, right, go back and look at that play again. And look at the way Funches is. That ball could have been caught with both hands. But I think he was going for the one again just to be flashy. And that annoys me like no end
1: well yeah and i'd agree with that i mean i don't know what it's like with peewee football but when you're learning how to play football in america if you were if this was ireland and it was rugby and you didn't catch that ball with two hands you didn't hold that ball in two hands when you were running you'd have been whipped up and down the pitch by the coach um so that's something that's obviously tried to stamp that out because it might look flashy it looks way better diving across with with the ball under one arm when you're playing rugby but it's not safe yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a way to approach your game.
0: No, it's not. And I mean, he knows better. Now, again, I'm I'm so open to someone getting that footage and proving me wrong. But to me, that looked like an absolutely catchable ball with two hands. And everyone just, it was so weird. I felt like I was in the twilight zone. The people were like, oh, well, you know, that it was inaccurate or whatever. I thought that was actually on the money. Uh, and I was very impressed with it. Um, Anybody else stand out to you, Daryl? Again, with the caveat that it is pre-season. So we're not looking for outstanding play here. We're looking for some semblance of improvement or someone that stands out. Um, in the crop
1: well I'd say that Royce Newman and Malik Taylor again I'm looking at I was looking you're always looking at the, the new guys how are the new guys settling it? but I was more and more interesting in looking at the old guard what are the current crop doing and I thought Newman and Taylor were pretty good they were solid Yeah. Uh, again there's very little you can take as you can anal- overanalyze the plays uh, and let's face it, the offense didn't really give love very much here. Uh, no. There wasn't an awful lot of good stuff. In the defense, I thought Burks and Summers, again, were quite good. Um, Ento and Black, Henry Black, mm. good. Yeah, big big fan. Yeah, but
0: that's the thing. like, And that's why we're surprised, right? Because Josh Jackson's out there and he's on his last legs and he mm. did not do himself any favors no. in that game. And you would have to imagine that they'd give the opportunity to Ento now and that Jackson is is gone and Oren Burks as you say um, I was impressed by him but what I will say is is that I still have question marks over Mo Drayton on special teams not him as a man and blah 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 I'm just I didn't see any improvement whatsoever Uh, and the thing about defence as I was saying um, on the quick snaps and special teams is, is they're mostly full of the players, in fact, that are going to talk out on game day because defense, they want to get a few hits in. And then on special teams, then the special teamers are the ones that are vying for their position and vying for their job. So the special teams that we saw um and I don't buy it for an instant that they don't try as much. Their their job is on the line. Of course they're going to try. Of
1: course, it is. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: So there's massive question marks over special teams, of course. Um, and I won't. There's no need to go into that too much because it's everywhere.
1: But on defense, no. But as I mean, well, yeah, but yeah, but Shamar Jean Charles and and Hunter Bradley like they miss tackles, uh, and you can't miss tackles at this level. Well, Hunter Bradley I don't know what he's doing. Um, you know this is a guy
0: who's on the hot seat as well, Darrell, isn't he? I mean, they were trying to bring in um competition for him as well. It, it's, you know, it's it's one of those odd things, but defense. Um, where I was looking at it, I liked what Joe Barry was dialing up to give Aaron Burks the opportunity to to bull rush the middle. He he looked very lively, and in fact, he got home um, I think twice. Um, and then he was sort of flirting with the coverage then and sort of disguising it as if he was going to go up the way to sort of break yeah. over the middle and, and leave a running lane uh, for him to go up into. So I think that's just clever design by Joe Parry. And I think that'd be more effective or as effective, let's say, to be fair, really, Um, if it was ran with different personnel. I think that's more of a schematic thing, uh, what they're able to do there. And fair play to him for getting home. It is a pity, though, um, that probably what's after ended up happening is, is that Oren Burks is after uh, giving him some good stuff um, but really, he's when you look at the position that he's in, and will he make the team? You know, he's he's probably going to make the team on on special teams. It'll be depending on him and Ty Summers, um, to you know do the business. And then on the same side as that as well, running back, the only one Kylan Hill seems to have the job locked down, and the only one that had some, um, sort of impressive burst, uh, and that's again we're talking about an eight-yard run, so it wasn't on too major. Yeah. Was Dexter Williams Darrell But here's a player who probably won't make the roster either. So it just goes to show that good performances in preseason. Uh, you know you're
1: really putting it on tape for other teams bar your own that's that's the other thing I was thinking as well and like interesting with the Joe Barry thing what I was hoping to see more of and let's face it I'm not as I I put it this way I couldn't really see the game plan I get you get glimpses of what he's what he wants to do Barry but I was hoping for a more rounded you know it's very hard and you sort of forget this is pre-season you're not going to see much yet and in fact they're definitely not going to show their hand so in a way it was more interesting for me to see that we didn't see much of Joe Barry's plan, um, in what we saw over the weekend, which is great, because obviously they're working on stuff, and as you say, this is not the first team, so guys that are there, they're not going to, they're not, are they going to be on the playbook that Barry wants them to play, not really, Um, so, but it is interesting, again, it it also, it takes away from the fact that we're not really going to learn much about what the team's going to look like, here's the other point, the Bears beat um, the Dolphins, so... We all know the bears suck, so there's definitely nothing going on yeah. there.
0: I mean, I'm, sort of I'm starting to get more nervous in that now because Justin Fields actually looks okay. But here's a here's a here's a <laughs> here's a strategy for you, right? Michael Collins, uh, you and I were at the Collins Barracks actually, um, with the Chisholm third of the weekend, right? Michael Collins, his strategy, Darrell, was to ride around in open sight, right? To go around on the pinstripe mm-hmm. suit, as we know, on the bicycle, um, and there was a you know a bounty on his head. But where were they not going to look for him right in front of them? Um, mm-hmm. Do you know what I think they should do in preseason? Because everybody has the opinion oh, well, we can't show what we have in preseason. I think yeah. they should go out and just try absolute. Their whole playbook. Double Bluffett. Oh, yeah, double bluff it, Put up 50, 60 points on the third yeah. stringers with your first team. Why not just go on there and do it?
1: Yeah. And they just go, they're never going to do that again because <laughs> yeah. that's not their it's plan. They'll just do the same thing playbook. every oh, single match. Keep doing
0: yeah. it, yeah. Keep doing it. But um, So I guess, look, there's not a whole lot to take from preseason. With the sense of you can't look into bad play, you know, too much. But from what you can see, Love was out there. I think he did a, a very commendable job. Um, you know, he's not going to break any records there, but I think no. he he's right on par or a little bit ahead of where I expected him or what I expected to see Now, Daryl, speaking of using your playbook, um, we're going to have practices against the Jets, and then we're going to have that preseason game against the Jets. Now we know Lafleur has that history there with Salah, and the, they're talking yeah. about all the coaches know each other. Sort of going to expand their playbooks a little bit and not be so guarded with it. Um, Aaron Rodgers again. This has been played out as well. Doesn't like joint practices because of the fights that go on because of the injuries that well, can you're happen. going to get injuries. Yeah, because yeah, you're going those. to get people hitting people. Uh, joint practice. Uh, you think it's a good idea, a bad idea? Any feelings on it? I. I think I kind of agree
1: with Lafleur here. I think it depends on who you're joint practicing with, uh, and I I don't I'm not trying to be funny, but the point is, again with these hits, if there's any kind of spiciness between historically between the teams, I disagree with letting them play with each other, um, purely because there'll be a bit of messing going on. There'll be a few digs put in, um. So I'm not usually a fan of it. I you know I think that it's not even that it's more just the freak injuries you're going to get yeah. you're probably not going to injure your own teammate but interestingly enough it does sharpen them up a bit more it's a bit like a whetstone on a knife you're playing with other people you don't know what they're going to do You kind. I think you get more out of it mm. um, but I don't know if the benefits you get from a joint practice versus the risks are worth it to be honest
0: yeah 100% I mean sure look and the painful part about it is so Jordan Love said the big difference between the preseason game and practice is that you can be hit um, hmm. during the the preseason game. Now you know they're still going to have the red jerseys on, but that's something that Rogers said to Coon on the sideline. Uh, when he was asked about it uh, during the preseason game, he was like, "Look, y- you have to know that they're going to respect those red jerseys and not hit. And um, whereas yeah. you can't really, because the Jets, I mean, you know, they're just because the thing is, when you've rookies trying to make a play or, or players trying to on the bubble trying to make the team, they'll do what they can. Now they're going to be in the doghouse for you know trying to put Aaron on his on his bum. But Jordan mm-hmm. Love." You know, the one who could get the most benefit from a joint practice from not going up against the same defense and all that kind of stuff. Because of that strain in his arm, are there's rumors that he's going to sit out nearly the full week, if not the yeah, full that's week, and not playing that. the game. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. the benefit now, of course, the Packers brass were not to know uh, that this kind of comes up. But to your point about freak injuries, I think it only takes one of those during this week for them to look at the coaching staff. And say, well, this yeah. all of this is now this not fuck? worth it. What are you doing? Why yeah. would you risk yeah. this? You know, we need to because yeah. arguably, Daryl, the Bears when they went on their good run, and again, I say that with a with a giant smile on my face. But they, you know, they did they did have a good year a couple of years ago, um, kind of, and uh, you know, they attributed their practice schedule, the fact that they stayed healthy and it proved out that they were one of the healthiest teams in the league. The Packers have done well and they've rel- they're relatively healthy. You know, We've seen the big names go down like Bakhtiari, but that was later on in the season and the O-line you know, largely held up uh, very well. And we see Kevin King, but then someone else comes in there and tries to do a job. So we weren't devastated by injuries in any stretch of the imagination. But Daryl, there if there's one injury during all this, I mean, not heads won't roll. But Rogers will be able to turn around and sort of say, "Well, look, this is exactly what I was what I was saying."
1: Yeah, and to that point as well, like we have a very good roster, but we don't have massive depth in, no. in loads of different positions, no. and we just can't. We can't. Like, great, give these guys an edge, but is the edge worth it when they sit out the rest of the season? No. Yeah. Yeah
0: exactly that um, and look when you look at the likes of Kevin King and then Stokes is in there which apparently yeah. uh, you know he's, he's coming on leaps and bounds and as well as uh, here's a guy they're putting on like Devontae Adams you know and you're thinking you poor man so they're putting them on him you know he's Kevin King might not play and here's Stokes coming in as a rookie like how are we going to have that at cornerback what if you know God forbid anything happened to Jair or anything like that now you think these players are you know smart enough to not go you know balls to the wall i guess but uh you know what do you do if someone else gets competitive with them or, you know it's a freak injury yeah i I'm, i tend to agree i like the idea of joint practices because it's a man's sport like man, man you know all this type of macho machismo bs yeah, uh, yeah but at the same time it's really not worth uh the injuries but uh, then then there's that whole credence do you, you know do you pick up an injury now from contact or do you pick it up on game one i mean you know because you don't Get your body used to well, that. That's impact. It. I mean, you've,
1: that's the point. Is I mean, you've got to get your body used as well. I mean, if one man's going to need, well, I mean, you don't want your quarterback ever to get yeah. used to impacts, but he's going to have to be put in his ass a few times um, to get used to it again. Um, it's like stepping back into the ring. You know, boxing after a while, you need to get a few punches in the face to get conditioned to it again, just to get you used to what it feels like, and put it this way, to remember how it, you don't like it and avoid it.
0: Yeah, exactly. And look, sure. Any NFL event that I've been at with players, they're always asked, you know, what's what's the good parts, what's the bad parts of the game? And number one, every single time, is when the season starts, just the absolute living pain that you have to yeah. deal with these lads are in hyperbaric chambers and sort of oxygen bags and everything just trying and, and they only become slightly more mobile on the Saturday and then they're playing again on Sunday to get more of the same treatment it's a, it's a physical game obviously because it's a contact sport so there's nothing they can do about it but it's some shock to the system if you haven't had any type of roughhousing or any bit of slobber action action uh, before you go and hit the season um, but look overall Daryl pre-season like am I right in saying O-line not great special teams not great defense. Uh, question marks, but there was loads of second, third, fourth, fifth stringers on there. Yeah, and um, the yeah, offense. I mean, all of it,
1: all of it. But yeah. I mean, what, what are we gonna, you know, what are we gonna get out of it? If anything, we've got the same team as we had last year. So, you know, as in when they get onto the pitch and we name our first team to go out and play the proper first week. Um, but if, as for what we've seen so far, yeah, great. Yeah, I mean, I look I, I was only, I really wanted to see how Jordan Love was going to handle all this nonsense. Um, you know, how is he going to deal with this coming out with the background that he's just had of all this other crap that's been going on to him? How did he come out to was did he look flustered did he look confused You no know, none of those things yeah. he looked good and let's face it he's the future some of these other guys you know as you say they're playing for other teams they might you know, they're playing for other, for other they're putting stuff on tape for other teams to look at um, for Love He's there long-term, and he looks good.
0: Yeah, and what I would say is that, you know, the first couple of series, uh, we went up against Tyrod Taylor. And, I mean, he was the yeah. guy who was deemed the starter. You know, he got a punctured lung and everything for yeah. uh, the last team he was on. So, I mean, you know, this is a guy, Darley, very good. He's very, very good. And we had some veterans in there and some sort of free agents for the Texans that came in. So, with all of that considered, uh, you know, you don't look at the scoreline in preseason. Who cares? No. Um, you know, no. you just oh, Except
1: for it. the Bears. The Bears do. <laughs> but apart from that. Oh,
0: when they win, yeah, you don't look at the thing. Yeah. they lose, Yeah. Look. Yeah. but is there anything on the news uh, about
1: that actually I mean did you check and just verify that they do indeed still suck oh yeah no I mean it's been all over it's been all over the news I so can't go anywhere today without seeing it <laughs> no, I'm the one I'm basically the one putting it in all the comments yeah but that's right. not the point yeah so it's not in the actual I'm articles, the one making on all the, the comments it. no no I'm just yeah. putting it at the bottom myself
0: so it's it's underneath all of those Justin Fields stats yeah uh, articles. O- under
1: various pseudonyms I just um, drop a few drop a few the bears suck but but that's all great but the bears they suck yeah and that's
0: it yeah See, we're straying into that territory where like we've got nothing to back it up. But it is science.
1: It is yeah, still science. Not science. But just uh, don't look just it up. Just don't look it up.
0: Right. So uh, I've ordered or I've put in uh, an order for a, a big massive L pile of merch uh, for the patreon.com forward slash UK Packers. So what it is, is that you sign up to support the group, uh, you get a free t shirt after six months, and you also get a monthly. Place in our raffle, and there's just wild stuff went out in the past. Big, massive Brett Favre sign posters, um, or pictures. Should I call them sixteen by twenty? There, all these things had to, I had to custom make the envelope to send these goddamn things out. Uh, mini helmets are always popular. Jerseys, signed jerseys. Hang on a minute.
1: Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When you say you custom made the envelope, you mean you wrapped it in a big piece of cardboard. You wrapped it. Yeah, in a big piece of cardboard. Yeah, so you basically wrapped it in a box. Yeah. You didn't really make an envelope, though, did you? Well, it was a giant envelope. It's more of a box that you...
0: Well, you see, it's very... It's, you just can't bend. You can't be bending it, lads. So I had to put, like, <laughs> do not bend in these big sort of heavy cardboard. It's a science. It's a science. So if you want to get involved in that, uh, your your name goes in every single month and I do live draws that go out on the YouTube as well. Um, people respond to it and they're really great. And the best thing that I'm doing from actually last month onwards, is that a prize in the draw is guaranteed to someone who has been a Patreon subscriber for a while and hasn't yet won anything and then it just starts sending stuff That's like me
1: in the lotto. That's like me in the national lottery. I have never won it. Now, being it, I don't really do it that often so it's
0: probably not yeah, you see, unlike that, Darrell, unlike the National Lottery, with Patreon, you sign up and forget about it and you're in the draw every single month. You don't even need to worry about it, Paul. And as well as that, oh. unlike the lottery, bro, where if you don't win for 20 years and then you win a free scratch card, um, that's not the way it is with the Patreon draw. You get sent out. I sent out a, a signed pick to Big B and I I sent out a Jair Alexander bobblehead to Stuart Alexander because he's nice. a big Alexander fan. So, you know. Personal Makes touch. Makes sense. It's personal touch. Makes sense. Anyway, we'll be back with quick snaps, probably quick snaps extended because there might be loads of news uh, with those joint practices. But from himself at Daryl J. O'Brien, from myself at DDD NFL, and from the group accounts at UK Packers. Talk to you in a couple of days.